0: Hello and welcome once again (laughs) to the Foxfire Farmhouse. Welcome, welcome. Come on in. Come on in. Glad that you're here. Yes, yes. This is the place where we talk about storytelling and digital media. Yes,
1: we talk about all the media, all of the stories, like I said last week, of the cornucopia.
0: Yes. What...
1: Was it a Native American thing? Is the cornucopia? I have
0: no idea where the cornucopia. Where did it arrived. come from? I feel like it is. Well, because it is. it's always associated with Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, yeah. I think and it I is. always picture like the Pilgrims and the Native Americans bringing you know the the corn and the yeah, and the stuff corn to the, the, the in a cornucopia. Yeah, I, I have Such, no It's just a fun word it to is say. A, it's a fantastic word. <laughs> but then it's like it's also so out of vogue in terms of yeah, like the, the referent is so far back in history. You know but what? To bring, how you can bring understand. it in vogue is by wearing it as a hat <laughs> oh. on the red carpet. <laughs> you know, Do is it. she
1: being eaten by a fish? No, it's no, a cornucopia. It's a
0: cornucopia people, <gasps> all a the rage.
1: You see a bunch of people walking around the mall, with cornucopias on.
0: Oh, that would be terrible.
1: Man, I feel like this is a satirical. Skit. I'd
0: much rather. <laughs> <laughs> I'd much rather have the mullets. Like, yeah, man,
1: I like the mullet. I like oh. a good mullet. It's a good.
0: I and this is a this is a bonus yeah. cool things before we even play <laughs> the cool things intro mullets there is a <laughs> podcast series it's now ended they just did their last one and decided to move on but between with Douglas to mm-hmm. the author of Earthworm Jim and the creator of the video game back in the day and yeah. he does comics and all sorts of cool stuff uh great great comic artist go check him out it's him and Ethan Nicole mm-hmm. formerly of the Babylon Bee now with the Daily Wire kids. He wrote the one of my favorite children's books called Brave Olly Possum, uh, and those two guys would just sit and talk about random stuff. Yeah, uh, for like an hour. It was even more random than just stuff we talk about here on the show, and it was it was awesome. But they called their podcast the Audio Mullet, that's bringing back awesome. the things that are out of style, <laughs> all the awkward stuff that you know. Yeah no one wants to talk about it. everyone wants to look too cool for school mm-hmm. and we're bringing it back and talking Very about it so they talk about, about traditional Christian <laughs> values and like all sorts of random stuff go, go political all the time and oh, oh man it was, just, it was a fun podcast that's cool and they have an amazing intro and outro song that was custom written for them about the audio mullet and uh, you should just go check it out just for the song <laughs> I that's, will check it out it's fantastic I will yeah. I will play it for you right after the podcast sounds great so yeah anyway that is my pretty cool things <laughs> Things. So, since I've already gone... Oh, snap. <laughs> I, I, can, get, I can go I didn't again. I did even got, think about it. Uh, <laughs> so, while well, you think, I will uh, distract you with talk about Batman Unburied, Ooh. a radio show that, in line with what we talked about last week, yeah. that uh, is a radio play, obviously, about Batman. And uh, it starts, and Bruce Wayne is a... He's not a mortician. He is a surgeon who does autopsies. I don't know if there's a specific name for that. Does Bruce Wayne is? Bruce Wayne is. Oh, man. And his dad walks in and gives him... dad's a surgeon. His dad's a surgeon. And his mom is in the story. And it's all confusing. And he's not Batman. And there, he's trying to solve a case in which the harvester, as they're calling him, would collect body parts, organs, from these victims that he would kill and he would take their organs and so Bruce has been doing the autopsies on all these victims he's obviously detective like trying to figure it mm-hmm. out trying to solve the case he's been doing tons of autopsies his dad's worried about him uh, all this all this stuff is happening and you're you as a listener are confused like what's going on mm-hmm. and uh, I wanted to I, a little bit into it i just wasn't so sure about the whole thing, Winston Duke plays Batman, and he's a great he's a great Batman. At first, yeah. I didn't know that he would, yeah, was, because he wasn't really playing Batman. He was playing a Bruce Wayne, who yeah. wasn't Batman. But when he started playing Batman, I'm like, yeah, oh, so Batman's awesome. in the story. Oh, Batman is, yeah, 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 Batman's there. Yeah, it's all confusing. You got to watch, you got to listen to it, oh. and see what's going on. But uh, it's it's really fun. Introduces or not introduces, but brings a lot of the characters that uh, you know and love from the Batman franchise into the story, and it's uh, it's a good time. So go check That's it out. It's on Spotify exclusively. It's a Spotify original uh, build there on uh, on the Batman. So maybe one day our radio plays that we're talking about are just going to be Spotify originals. Yeah, let's do it. Probably not, but you know. We'll we'll say they were originally on Spotify, even if yeah. we are the ones who put them up there. Yeah, we should
1: probably start investing
0: in Spotify if you want
1: that to <laughs> continue on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, hold on tight. Yeah, it took a, it it so. took a dive a little bit ago. Yeah. Um, along with everything.
0: Every but, yeah, everything's taking a dive yeah. right now. The whole economy is taking its own dive. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how it goes.
1: Yep. Um, but uh the, I think I have a a, a, a twined idea okay of, here we of go. what is cool of uh, i usually watch these things back to back um on netflix i've been watching stranger things ah uh, yes uh, S- gotta get stranger there. things 4 mm. oh, so good okay. just a great series uh definitely not for kids it's definitely a uh an adult roller coaster and it is amazing. Got all the '80s references. I don't think I need to explain it. I think everybody knows what yeah. Stranger Things is at this point. They've so seen the trailer. On their pizza the trailer box. had a
0: lot more D D stuff in it. Is that true that D D comes back in a big way in this one, or is it just there is came back in the trailer in a big way?
1: It came back in the trailer in a big way, <laughs> the a big way okay. and then there's more characters that play it, and it's just really okay, cool. cool. And if you like D D, there's there's so much there's really good uh, good references nice. and and all and throughout the whole series. It's not about D D, but there it does reward. If you like, okay, indie. sweet. Um, but I really like it. But this season's been really intense. It's been pretty. It's been more uh, scary, a little bit more uh, ominous, and more thrillery. So that has been. We usually watch it before we go to bed, and yeah, so it's the best time to watch it. So that's that's the time that you watch it, and then you're like, I need to watch something happy before I go to sleep because <laughs> I need to turn on the light before I go down the hallway. Like, um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, uh, what? I was more excited than Stranger Things. I, I was more excited to watch uh, a show called Somebody Feed Phil. Um, okay. It is my favorite. <laughs> I love cooking shows, and I love food shows and travel shows. They're like my like it's my favorite thing, one of my favorite things. Um, and Somebody Feed Phil is what I think I would love to do one day, is just be Phil and just travel across the world. I think um, that's awesome. For those of you who don't know, Phil Rosenthal is the guy who wrote uh, – um, uh, everybody loves Raymond oh really is, is that is that what it's called everybody loves uh-huh. Raymond. yeah everybody loves Raymond and uh, he wrote that series and several other series um, and so he goes along with his brother across the world and in, in the United States and uh, just tours a city and uh, just eats the food uh, gets to kind of hear from them about like what the city's like what it's like in that city and he's just a really pleasant nice dude it's not Anthony Bourdain being all snarky walking around yeah uh, Or any any of the other travel shows. He's just a genuinely just a really nice dude. Um, and so it's just it's just just awesome. It just makes your heart warm. Nice. And so I I would say that they pair well together.
0: So yeah, you you take your shot of Stranger Things and And then then chaser of Yeah. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) Eat
1: your meal of uh, somebody feed Phil afterwards. Nice. So yeah. It's awesome. It's good stuff.
0: And now our feature presentation. So that very uh, VHS feature presentation sound would come on back in the day before Star Wars. Oh, snap. And you... (laughs) (laughs) You are a Star Wars fan, fanatic. I I love Star Wars. I did not watch Star Wars of any sort until I was probably 15... By the and we, blinding. we, I. So I remember. Wait a second. I don't know. I this maybe older than that. So when did episode one come out?
1: Episode one, I think, it was ninety
0: nine. Okay, that would make sense then. Yeah. No, no, no not ninety
1: nine. I think it was two thousand or two
0: thousand one. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull it up. But I, rem- I remember.
1: It was the first movie I ever went to. Was it really? My parents brought me into the oh, theater man. and and smothered me in blankets. Not they didn't smother me, but obviously I'm here. Uh, but they they put like things around my my ears because uh, they didn't have the nice cool little baby earmuffs that you have today. Nice, yeah. And so I got That's that was awesome. the first movie I ever. Sat wow. In, and I've kept track yeah, of all of my kids' <laughs> movies now because of that. Have
0: you really? That's
1: awesome. Or just their first movie
0: that they yeah yeah see. But. Random aside: I have a book that someone gave me for a Christmas. It's a ticket book. And you just collect your ticket. So ever Sweet. since I got that, I've been collecting every movie ticket or like show ticket I've gone to. I had a buddy Random, who did that. Yeah. 1999. So I remember it coming out. And that was the first time that I remember Star Wars being on my radar at all. Mm-hmm. Was when Phantom Menace came out and everyone, I mean, people were doing cosplay and showing up and waiting at the theater for the lightsaber the day. kid. Yeah, like waiting at theaters for like a day tent tent camping waiting for the movie. Like just that kind of yeah. level of crazy uh fanaticism for the the world. And I just didn't even it was a world I didn't even know about. I'm like, "Wow, this is really interesting." And then I'd watch, you know, see a trailer on TV or something like that and I'm like, "Dude, this looks this looks sweet." Yeah. And and then we just never touched it until I would have been 15 or 16 and we were at the library and they had a DVD copy and we waited i think like three t- three trips of having it on hold before you know yeah and got it but then we got it and we watched <laughs> it and which that. which star was so like so phantom Episode menace 4? was our first one oh, yep that there you go we ever watched yeah we didn't didn't watch the original trilogy started with uh phantom menace and then how was that it was good i i enjoyed it yeah. like and to someone like me who was coming from like i think we've talked about it before on the show i wasn't in a theater until i was Oh man, like 17 or 18. My first movie ever was The Dark Knight. That was my first time to oh, wow. be, at a, be at a movie what a, theater. What an introduction. Yeah, yeah, that That's was awesome. a great introduction. And so uh, so that was my first movie I ever saw in the theaters. My parents didn't, we didn't watch a lot of movies at home. We were very strict about what content and what, we ended, what they allowed us to watch. Yeah. And so I really didn't watch much at all until later in life. So watching this later in life and not having had much, this was like, you know, a feast of sweet cool effects and you know action stuff and i had nothing else to compare it to i loved it i really did Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so you saw it so that was as a baby did you watch the original trilogy first or did you come into the i watched
1: i think i i've watched all of them like when i was introduced to obviously introduced star wars as a baby like i think i remember i watched the old ones a lot more um and uh yeah, I watched uh, four, five, and six on VHS. My parents had a little set. Nice. And those are like my favorite movies. Episode five, still my favorite, and then episode three behind that because that was the first Star Wars movie I got to see in theater. Like, as like
0: yeah, right. somebody who remembers it. That's um, cool. so you and I both saw Force Awakens in the theaters then. Yeah. <clears throat> when that one came out, and so that's kind of the Star Wars reboot. That's the episode one yeah. of our generation, mm-hmm. kind of. You know. So, yeah. uh, so what do you think of?
1: So I was the episode seven apologist for the longest time because okay. I, I, I have I have a friend, Devin. Name shout.
0: What, what? <laughs> hey uh, Devin.
1: Hey Devin. Um, and he is uh, much more. He's much more well well versed than I am in uh, the extended lore. Um, and so episode seven came out, and the reason why it came out is because it was bought by Disney, and so it went from Lucas. To Disney, and so now you have a, a major corporation owning uh, a Star Wars property, all the Star Wars universe, um, and so there was a lot of trepidation on yeah, right. whether on how good it would be, and uh, all the trailer trailers were amazing, um, and we watched it, and I really liked it a lot, and he and he did too, but we both kind of uh, there was a lot of misgivings with the fact that what they had done when Disney had bought it, as they had said none of the video games and none of the books are Canon anymore so Canon is a big word oh, really yeah no so they just went this is all legacy these are all myths these are all stories but they're not actually they didn't happen okay and so that has that made a lot of hardcore fans upset yeah that, that they did that because obviously all that work and you felt like you had like the full story and they went now nope, that was that didn't, that's not those are all just cool star wars stories um and so now they've kind of gone back and they've tried to redo them and put those stories and things but yeah anyway all that to say is i really i, I liked it and i liked the fact that there was actually shots in it compared to the first the first uh, trilogy or not the first trilogy second trilogy yeah, prequels right, right. and uh, i thought it looked good because jj abrams was behind the camera, lots of lens I flare was... and yeah, yeah he brought that like revitalizing to it but since watching it it's it's basically the the original trilogy. Yeah, it is jam packed into one movie, and it has a lot of misgivings. And I really didn't like Ray throughout yeah, all of them. Yeah, I don't think I, I ever liked her.
0: Right at any point, I agree. So, I so I I would say I loved that it was rebooted for another generation in terms of like just being made. I loved seeing all of the things you know and love, but updated with better visual effects. Yeah. You know, like all of that. Like mm-hmm. that is so cool. Uh, but at the end, like you're saying. It was just the same story, kind of prepackaged and spit out, and here we are. And Ray wasn't a really convincing character. And one of the things that was a big complaint about Ray, and I think is a legitimate complaint... Mary Sue. Mary Sue. (laughs) That's what what they called her. (laughs) (laughs) That she suddenly, magically, has a lightsaber and is just able to fight Kylo Ren, who has been training his whole life with this thing, and beat him. And just... It doesn't, none of what happens seems to make sense. It's ham fisted into their her character. And I think that's why her character specifically ends up feeling so bad, is because it's really a ham fisted character that doesn't have to work to get anywhere. Nope. And so you end up with kind of a.
1: She gets a lot of deus ex machina that like, that save from nowhere. Where you're <laughs> yeah, like, that, yeah. didn't, I, that didn't build to that. It I like doesn't have any thought to it. It's just like, oh crap, we put her in a, a really bad spot and then they write her out of a corner like yeah. it's just oh and ironically the
0: force. ironically <laughs> what we love so much about Harrison Ford's character mm-hmm. is that Han Solo is always fighting his way up he's always in some kind of pickle yeah. and he's always got to get out of it and you as the you as the audience identify with constantly putting your foot in your mouth or getting in trouble in ways that then you have to fight from the bottom and get your way out yeah. right and so he's the interesting one and then he gets killed in the. In the yeah. uh, they kill him off in the episode. And then, in in that installment, yeah. and you're done.
1: It's like yeah. the two the two characters that you have. You like you have your Luke Skywalker, and you have like this grand because Star Wars is like it's a fantasy series with a sci fi backdrop. that's yeah. really what yep. it is. It's like space wizards, and so what you have is you have like people who really love those characters, love the Luke Skywalker and these these arcs and these Jedi and this political. This right. And Luke opera. Is more
0: of like a classic hero, yeah, as opposed to the gallivanting adventurer that han solo is exactly
1: but what what like appeals to a lot of people is that han solo character is because you get people who aren't like nerds right because he's yeah. the not nerd like he's he's the one going what is the force why are we doing this yeah, he's that not seems into stupid it, yeah. i don't understand what's going on right like, you need that character who just points and pop like pops holes and for people to enjoy that and yeah that's why the original trilogy or not original trilogy prequel yeah. trilogy that's why one, two, and three don't play as well. as because there's nobody going, this is really dumb. Right. Like, <laughs> Everyone
0: takes it so seriously yeah. too seriously that it's just, yeah. It and that's
1: why Harrison life. Ford's like the best part of episode seven. And that's what yeah. it sucks yeah. that he dies. Right. And exactly. then you feel like Isaac, Oscar Isaac's character was going to be that.
0: Yes, exactly. That's where I was going to go next. Because he steps yeah. into that kind of role yeah. in number eight, I guess. Yep and is kind of the gallivanting hero mm-hmm. who sticks his foot in his mouth gets in trouble and has to get a, you know fight his way out of yeah. stuff that he wasn't ready for and mm-hmm. and he has to, and what I love what I love in that one is that he does have to like grow into his role yeah you know so but then by the end of it it's more of he grows into being more of a classic hero but he was never I don't know he's never meant to be I mean what do you think about where they took him I think it, of, that's just one of those interesting character.
1: things is because you could tell that they he wasn't meant to be there. Like, he wasn't in the lineup because they even said that they were, he was supposed to die in the desert in this in episode seven. Like, when he crashed, he was supposed to oh, be yeah. dead. yeah, really? Like, he was supposed to, like, just be gone, and then they brought him back um, because Oscar Isaacs is just awesome. So, of yeah, course, right. you want him in there. Yeah, yeah. um And so, you can kind of feel that throughout, like, his characterization kind of changes, especially with, like, there's just a lot of, politi- like, political business um, ideas that Things get mo- got moved around in the making of these this new trilogy, um, but as far as like the story story goes, I I feel like I did like the arc leading up through episode eight, and then they just kind of like went ah at episode nine like they just kind of he's just a stock hero now like yeah right well that's why well, he's got kind of, of a he's kind kind of a dirty background, but
0: like I don't know we're not gonna let him be like a, a rebel anymore he's yeah. he's too. He he's got to be a good guy and lead the rebels. <laughs> I yeah. don't know, it's like this odd yeah. thing where he, his his rebellion was exactly what people were saying worked and mm-hmm. why he was something yeah. worth having in the in the uh, rebellion. Mm-hmm. But then he ceases to be that kind of character, and once he ceases to be that rebel, he loses the mm-hmm. his place in the same way that like yeah. Han Solo, he was this rebel who always did his own thing but then had that moral compass that always came back to help right yep. and oscar isaacs ends up becoming like a good little, super committed like a, yeah a good little boy yeah. in the rebellion and suddenly he's not interesting yeah you know he doesn't have that kind of like he's not the bad boy you mm-hmm. know that is that is interesting that the girls want anymore Yeah. And so suddenly he's not interesting and he's not worth having mm-hmm. in the story and so it's I, just it's just a shame because yeah. then by the time you get to the next episode then all you have is ray and then they try to make kylo ren into that kind of character and I, it's just i, I feel like there's terrible. so much
1: potential for for kylo ren and that, that's what like what frustrated me throughout the whole series is just because like and i feel like they did a they started doing a better job in episode 8 yeah. uh with kylo ren uh and they started in a really good spot with kylo ren but where they ended yeah. in episode 7 oh man it was terrible it was just a really like all the way up to like okay so he kills he kills han solo like that's all cool and then he's just like gets his butt handed to him by the main character like immediately like yeah yeah you need a strong a strong villain to stay throughout
0: the and whole what film. I what I think was what I think though was great my because I I love number eight yeah like number eight is my favorite yeah because uh, I'm not a Star Wars fan so I'm not ticked off at all the things that Star Wars fans get ticked off about in number eight that's I, the one that like all Star Wars fans like everyone has. hardcore
1: Star Wars fans hate it so
0: much like terribly like yeah. they 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 wish it was struck from the canon entirely yeah. mm-hmm. but what. Uh, what and largely I, what I think number is, nine kind of did. Number nine did its very best at striking yeah. it from the canon, which I think was another big misstep. But we can talk about the the number yeah. eight versus the rest <laughs> of them at a different time. But what I like, what I really liked is the arc of Kylo Ren. He's constantly, he's split, right? That mm-hmm. killing his father split him is what how the yeah. Snoke describes it. And up until now, Snoke was this kind of myst- mysterious character. We don't know who he is. And even when he shows up, we really, I don't know that we ever really know who he is. Yeah. He's just the big baddie. And he seems invincible. Mm-hmm. And then Kylo Ren ends up bringing Ray to him. And Ray, this is like, this is the, the low point. This is the midpoint of the film where things turn around, where the arc kind of really flips. And so Kylo Ren is there, and he ends up killing Snoke, right? So yeah. in this amazing sequence that's just... Brilliant, I think. That he ends up killing Snoke and then there's this epic fight between the Red Guard, whatever they are. What's their name? Do they have a name or are they called the Red Guard? They're just, anyway, they're just sweet like yeah. stormtrooper
1: guy stormtrooper ninjas. They look, they look like Imperial Guards, but they're
0: Yeah. yeah. Imperial ninjas. They, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they they fight and it's just a sweet scene. I had uh, a lot of misgivings of that fight though. Yeah. Ray yeah. so Ray and Kylo fight. What what are your misgivings? I'm really interested. Uh
1: just from like the sword fighting aspect of it, like I felt like the sword fighting was pretty pretty weak in that fight. Like it would look fantastical. Uh huh. But as far as like there's like I don't know. Just growing up, lightsaber fighting all the time, like there's so many points at which Ray and Kylo died and those Imperial guys
0: died. Like oh, it was okay. just meant to look really cool. Yeah, like yeah. it just what yeah. like I don't know. Sure, yeah, the personal sense. misgiving. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't. From like not cinematic yeah. yeah, yeah. So if you I mean, I have no experience with that kind of thing, so yeah. all of it looks cinematic and awesome to me. So then they fight, it all works out, and now there's the moment where you're like, Okay, it's gonna go either Ray could join him, or mm-hmm. he could join Ray. He could turn good, he could turn bad. And he solidifies his badness and him and Ray fight. And I feel like that in his character was the moment that he stopped being split. Mm-hmm. That he was now, he was Darth Vader. He was the new villain for the new movie age. And I was ready for him just to be, and, and he shows it. I mean, he's mm-hmm. his rage against Luke at the end, right? Like all of this is yeah. like, he is now the bad guy. And then they work to convert him in the next one. I'm just like, guys, Palpatine should not have been your big baddie. He's a weakling. Like, yeah. he, like it's just not interesting. I don't want to see a guy with mind shock powers like fight, anyone i think i want to see this darth vader guy get taken down right but then they make him into a a milk toast villain and yeah it it just sucked
1: i think what i would like what i would have preferred to have happened and just what is seeing ray become the bad guy and him becoming the good guy. Oh, that you could would be, tell that he was a good guy though. Like that was the thing, is that I, I I'd actually be really I didn't really fun. buy that. Because then I don't like
0: Ray and I'd be very glad to hate her. Yes, exactly. That's exactly
1: where I was at. I'm like, <laughs> make her the villain. She's like this super powerful person. And then you have uh, have Ben uh being just awesome because he's Han Solo's kid. Yeah. How are you supposed to hate Han Solo's kid? You can't It'd be sweet. And he's yeah. also Adam Driver, so how can you hate him? Yeah. Like, that would've that would have been epic. And he was so much like when he like those seconds where he played a Jedi in the ninth movie. I loved it. Like when he yeah, just yeah. kind of like did the and just like kept cutting through the, the Knights of Ren, I was like,
0: that's awesome. Uh huh.
1: Like, cause I desperately wanted him to be redeemed. Like, I felt like they were setting it up for him to be oh, redeemed.
0: Oh, see, see, so I, character wise, I didn't want him to be. I like, did. I felt like the, yeah. like the car- like, I feel like it's more compelling that the good guy turns bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would, I really would have liked the flip. Like mm-hmm. so, had Ray gone bad and he gone good, I would have really felt good about him being good. Yeah, cause it because it cool. would have been that would have been that would have been awesome. Like, cause you just you flip it
1: because usually it's Darth Vader saying, "Join me on the dark side." But if right. he goes good and he goes, "Join me on the light side," and she goes, "Oh nope," been, that would have been awesome. And then you just so like sick. you just jettison that uh, that thing through the because yeah yeah, and right. then you are just like boom, and then it leaves you where Episode Five does, where Luke's in a back like Luke's been got his hand cut off. And they're just looking at the galaxy. The Empire has like basically won, yeah. And exactly. like they're just left in this like last-ditch that effort. That'd be awesome. Like, that would have been so cool. This chosen one, and then she's she turns out to be Palpatine's daughter. And like, would have been evil. And would have been evil. Worked. It yeah, would have yeah, fit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Instead of her like now <sighs> earning the Skywalker name by the end, you're like, what the heck? You did See, not earn that. I didn't think I could
0: hate episode nine anymore until you have told me what episode nine could do, could have been. And yeah. Now I desperately hate episode nine. So. You should do uh, it.
1: There's a series that uh, what if uh, episode one, two, and like they're separate episodes. What if episode one didn't suck? And what if episode two didn't suck? And what if episode three? <laughs> This guy, he lays out a, a different storyline. It's amazing. That's I awesome. wish they would have made that. Like I, I like the prequels a lot just because it's my childhood, but. That's sweet. It's such a better story, and it, just the beats are so Man, cool.
0: But now I want now I want that desperately. I, r- I really want, you know. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. There are those times you want the multiverse to exist just so you can cross over and watch the film that you wanted to watch. You exactly. Know? But, I know. Uh, the struggles. The struggles of being a Star Wars uh, watcher, fan, yeah. all of that. And they, they're going to keep, th- there's no way that they can make all the fans happy. Uh, they obviously haven't already. They can't make uh, movies uh they can't really convert a lot of people to the Star Wars, it seems. I'm really interested to see what the legacy of Star Wars is going to be going forward.
1: Yeah, I mean, because I think uh, What's His Face is going to be making the new series. The guy who made episode eight, he's going to be making the next trilogy. And they set it from really uh, like 10 years or so from when the last one was made, um, no way. episode nine. And that, that, so, they, so they are moving doing forward. another. Man, that's yeah. interesting. In the meantime, they're making a lot of, uh, a lot of series like, oh, yeah. So Obi-Wan we've so won through Ma- just Mandalorian.
0: Mandalorian, Boba Fett, Obi Wan. Uh, uh, we've had spawned movies, we've had, yeah, yeah. Clone Rebels, Wars.
1: Bad Batch.
0: We had, uh, Solo, we had Rogue One. Mm-hmm. We had, uh, was there another movie? On? I don't
1: think there's another just movie, those two. just those two, yeah.
0: Okay. And so then, like, you know, that's we've and the next, the next movie is going to
1: be What's Her Face. I don't like her as a filmmaker. Um, mm-hmm. the one who did Wonder Woman. Um, oh patty jenkins patty jenkins yeah. is going to be doing uh rogue squadron um, Okay, interesting and uh or yeah rogue squadron i think yeah and it's like supposed to be like the best fighter movie ever made mm. uh which See, after, top gun, just after, came after out. top gun just came out I think how are you gonna do that I think we should
0: have tom cruise make it and then it would be epic yeah
1: yeah i mean did you okay so this is just a little side note at the at the end of the podcast about that but you you heard about like how they did that with the pilots and the I, fact that they sh- they sent them up there with their cameras and they had to adjust everything. Yeah. It's pretty wild. And that what's his face hit the roof for real, like that was an accident. Like what? when uh when uh Rooster hits the roof, uh-huh. that was an accident. And, and he, so they just he, wrote it into the story? Yeah, they did. Was he
0: supposed to die then? He wasn't supposed no, to No, he wasn't supposed to die. He just wasn't supposed <laughs> to fly
1: out. It was just is it, it was just what it was supposed to be. It's amazing. Yeah. And then he was just like, oh, we gotta reshoot. And they're like, no. These guys are great. hardcore, man. Tom yeah.
0: Cruise is not joking. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool though anyway sweet stuff that's awesome yeah
1: and all this came from and here's how it connected star wars because uh george lucas loved watching those uh the world war ii like pilot footage and those uh old fighter films and yeah. heavily played into
0: he produced what's the movie george lucas produced a movie called red tails i believe yes it i love red tails yeah. it's a world war ii pilot fighter mm-hmm. pilot yep. movie. yeah yeah i've mm-hmm. never watched it but but yeah, watch that's it. interesting. It's on I Disney+. Plus. Really, yeah, sweet stuff. It's a good one. I'll check it out. Yeah. Man, Star Wars is an interesting uh, set of IP that, that yep. it just keeps on giving and doesn't seem to stop. There's so much to be done in that. Like, it's just a huge universe. Like, it is a huge really universe. really do so much in. And I think that people will continue to do that. Just because it's not only has Star Wars created that big universe, but so many filmmakers that we know and love from today are people who were inspired by the original trilogy, watching what George Lucas accomplished. And at the time we think of star Wars as massive property. It was an indie guy who just did what he had to do to get the film made. Blew up. He showed up and it blew up. Yeah. So this has been another episode of Foxfire Farmhouse. Thanks for joining us folks. If you have ideas for future episodes or just want to talk to us, podcast at Foxfirefarmhouse.com. That'll reach us. Yeah. Thanks again for listening and we'll be with you another time. Bye.